As the Kansas City Chiefs host a Super Bowl parade, the question has to be asked, when can the Chiefs and the Royals be very good at the same time? We're going to talk about that coming up on the Lockdown Royals podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. Email the show, LockedOnRoyals at gmail.com. Thank you so much for making Locked On Royals your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Royals baseball, and we have a lot of podcasts coming up for you. We're going to do a whole um, five days a week show uh, talking about the Royals from now until the end of the season. Spring training games are about to start up. That's going to be a lot of fun, and then before you know it, it'll be time for um, the regular season and time for this next wave of Royals baseball. And so as we sit here today, the Kansas City Chiefs are getting set to to begin a Super Bowl parade again in downtown Kansas City, uh, going around Union Station and celebrating with the community for a win. And it got me thinking, can both these teams ever get on the same page of being really good at the same time? When, when, when the Royals went on their run in 2014, 2015, everything was just centered around the Royals. And the Chiefs were not terrible. I mean, they were, they were not bad. Uh, but they, they were not Super Bowl good. You know, Alex Smith and them, they, it was a fun team. Um, you know, in the Monday Night Football game, uh, whenever Gordon was there playing in the drum against Tom Brady, like, it was fun. But that was not a Super Bowl type of team. And then, of course, the Chiefs do get really good, and they do become a Super Bowl type of team. Uh, and they win a Super Bowl a couple of years ago, 2020, against the uh, Niners. They go to a Super Bowl um, against the Bucks and lose, and then they win this year in the Super Bowl. Plus, they've been to five straight AFC title games. And and while that's been happening, you know, while um, you know, while they've been to that point of the Chiefs have been elite. The Royals have been terrible. And this is such an immaculate sports city. This is such a great fan base of all sports, you know, football, uh, baseball, college sports, you know, KU basketball, you know, Kansas State, Missouri football, stuff like that. Like, it's just awesome. And I just would like to see what this becomes if they can both get on the same page of being like top tier organizations at the same time. And obviously the run for the Royals was much shorter lived. It was two years with a, with a third year tacked on at the end where they were decent, but just couldn't make the playoffs. And then the year prior, you know, 2013, you could see the flashes of them. They weren't terrible. 
you, you could see them coming around the bend, uh, but they just weren't ready to get over that hump yet. Uh, so it was a short-lived run for Kansas City for the Royals. Uh, for, for the Chiefs, it's been a much longer runway, and it does not seem to be closing anytime soon uh, for the Chiefs. I mean, this could go on another decade. And that's where the Royals can really capitalize. The fact that the Chiefs have the quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, who, for my money, is the best quarterback I've ever watched play football. He just is. Uh, you can talk about, uh, well, you know, Brady has X amount of championship rings, whatever. But just pure talent and watching them play football, he's the best quarterback I've ever watched. So, like, you have that. And a guy who's only 27 and has been to five straight AFC title games, has been uh, and won two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, uh, two league MVPs. Like, you have that guy. And so that's going to give the Royals 10 more years to figure this out. Like, 10 more years to rebuild. 10 more years to to navigate these waters of how to become a really, really good small market baseball team. And that's hard to do. Like, it's hard to become a really good small market baseball team. Um, but with such a with such a long runway, with such a long leash of... Um, of how long you're going to have to catch up to Kansas City and the Chiefs, I think it can be done. I really do. I think that this, that this new regime can get the Royals to a place where you see Kansas City boom as a sports city more so than it already has. Because you know, you're going to have the draft. You're going to have the World Cup. You're going to have these marquee events. You have AFC title games. You have playoff games. You have Super Bowl championship parades. Why not tack on one more thing? Why not get greedy? Why not go get a perennial playoff baseball team? And while it seems so far away, and while uh, I don't think that it'll happen this year, I think that it's coming sooner rather than later, despite how it feels in the here and now, in the moment. We'll talk about why I have optimism for this Royals team and what I think it could achieve to have both of them be good at the same time, all coming up. But first, I want to say right now, my good friends over at FanDuel, because they're sponsoring today's show. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting FanDuel.com slash Locked On today. This show is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sportsbook of Locked On. And the Super Bowl is now over, but we're at the midway point of the NBA season. It's here, and now it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your bet does not win. Just download the app and you can bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to three-pointers drained to points scored for individual players, like everything. Uh, in fact, you can go right now to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Go to the NBA tab. You can bet on NBA games like tonight's game, the Thunder and Rockets. The Thunder are 10-point favorites at home against the Houston Rockets. You can check that out. You can also bet on the World Baseball Classic, uh, which is just around the corner. The favorite to win, the WBC, is Team USA at plus 222. Uh, the Dominican Republic is plus 222 as well, so they're tied favorites there. 
uh, to win the WBC. Japan at plus 300. Uh, Venezuela at plus uh, 1,400. Puerto Rico at plus 1,600. And Mexico at plus uh, 1,600 as well to win the World Baseball Classic right now. If you are a big college baseball fan, you can bet on who will win the uh, College World Series. LSU the favorite at plus 500. Tennessee at plus 600. Vanderbilt at plus 1,100. Stacked SEC conference because it does not end there. (laughs) Ole Miss and Florida are also at plus 1,100. The SEC is just a bloodbath in baseball, according to these odds. As far as the MLB World Series, the Astros are your favorite to repeat in that category. And the Astros are your favorite to win the World Series yet again. Along with the Astros comes the Dodgers, who are in second place at plus 750, and the Yankees at plus 800. But the Astros are the clear favorites right now at plus 600. So check it all out today by going over to Bandle.com slash Lockdown. We are back on the Lockdown Royals podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for joining us on today's Lockdown Royals podcast. Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms so you never miss an episode, including on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify and everywhere else that you get your podcast from. Check out the Locked On Chiefs podcast to get all of your fun Chiefs news and celebrate this Super Bowl. Celebrate this this Patrick Mahomes run, and this, this Chiefs run, this everything. They're also going to get you set for the offseason. I know that we don't want to turn the page yet. Let's keep celebrating, keep going to the parades, keep doing all that fun stuff. Um, but also, do not leave them. We're going to have you covered for the offseason, the draft, the free agency, all that fun stuff. Now, as for the Royals, I know that in the springtime, we are, by nature, more optimistic. And so I don't want this to, like, you know, I don't want this to spin, the feeling I have to spin out of control just because I'm feeling good at spring baseball's coming back. But I really do feel like the Royals have the front office in place now and the management in place both on the field and off the field now to become a really, really good small market team. And I want you to check out Locked On Prospects because Lindsey Lindsay Crosby is a prospects encyclopedia. I'm talking about all prospects from every organization, but especially the Royals. He's done two Royals episodes recently. He did a Royals episode with us a couple weeks ago, so check that out as well. Um, but in that conversation, we were talking about how Kansas City has some interesting bats and, and maybe some better bats than they get credit for. Whenever you look up and down this this chart, uh, like one I like to go to a lot is Fangraph's uh, roster resource page, and kind of that brings you to like a depth charts type screen. And in that depth chart, you know you look up and down. MJ Melendez, you feel really good about what he can become. Like you feel really good. Bobby Witt Jr., you feel really good about what he can become. You know what Salvador Perez is. Uh, Lindsey Crosby thinks that Vinny Pascantino is going to win the AL batting title this year. So like that's already four names deep that you really like. Now, I like Kyle Isbell. Uh, I like Mike Massey. I like Drew Waters. You know, you, you might like Nate Eaton. You might like Nicky Lopez uh, to, to elongate that. Nick Prado. 
is a name that I think should be in the big leagues right now and, and should never miss a beat in terms of like you should stay up with the bigs the entire time. So like the bats are there. Tyler Gentry, like the bat Nick Lofton, like the bats are there. And they have the opportunity to have a really deep lineup. That if these guys hit at the top, like like at the top, if it's if it's BWJ, at the top, if it's you know Inch Melendez, and if it's Vinny, Vinny Pascantino, like really, really getting going at the top. Well, then all of a sudden, at that point, you would have everything you need. So those first four guys hit and they become stars. And then those other guys become nice depth pieces. Like that's the lineup that you need to, to start to win. The question becomes, okay, the question becomes the pitching. And a lot of this is on the older regime. Like, you know, they invest a lot in pitching. I like the idea, right? I like the idea. Don't like the execution. So, like, I, I like the idea of what Dayton Moore did to stock up on pitching in the 2018 draft. I think that pitching is the hardest thing for the Royals to acquire. And by the Royals, I just mean a small market team. Like, it is by far the hardest thing to acquire, top-end pitching. It'll, e- it, it'll either cost you, you know, it'll either cost you a bajillion prospects or a bajillion dollars. And in a small market, you can't really sacrifice either of them. You really can't. And so whenever you're looking at the Royals and what they should invest in, I think pitching is a good way to do it in the prep route and the, in the draft route because that's not what's available to you. Whereas like on the hitting side of things, Kendrick Morales, you got on free agency market. Like, like you got a guy that was a, was a staple of your lineup. You got him via free agency. And you don't win a World Series without him. While other guys contributed in, in, in the in the pitching staff that you got off free agency, but like they were not they were not super megastars. Whereas when you draft them, they could become that. But anyway, the the point being, they did the right thing in investing in pitching, did not execute it enough, right? Did not execute it enough because none of them panned out besides Brady Singer, like none of them. They'll have one more year to try it. I really believe that they should take this year, the Royals should, and, and, and see, okay, can we get anything from Jackson Cole? Can we get anything from Daniel Lynch? Can we get anything from Chris Bubich? Can we get anything from these guys? But there's a good chance that you can't. And so that'll set you back a little bit, obviously. That'll put you behind the eight ball, obviously. And for me, I think it's important to, to note that this should be a clean slate. I know it's frustrating. I know that you know that that World Series ring is getting dustier and dustier. I know that it feels so long ago since the Royals have provided you joy, uh, because on the other side of the parking lot, they're providing you all the joy that you can handle. But at least this time, whenever I say give them the clean slate, it's truly a clean slate. It truly is. Do not hold what Dayton Moore did against Stigipkoya. Do not hold what, what Mr. Glass did against Mr. Sherman. I think that for the first time, uh, probably ever, I can only speak to my lifetime, but probably ever, the Royals have top to bottom the best 
people in place to sustain small market success in the modern in the modern room of baseball. Like Sherman comes over from Cleveland. Bacoya is there, and he uh, seems to be a very forward-thinking, very um, new-age type of executive. Matty Q come over, coming over from Tampa Bay and bringing in guys that are like-minded with what happened with Tampa Bay and the Rays. Like, like two of your staples, two of your leaders of this franchise come over from sustained small market success. And I think that they now understand, look, to be able to be a small market team that, that is able to um, win games consistently, you have to treat this like a business. You have to forget all the emotions, forget all the personal ties, and just say, can this person help me more than that person? to win a baseball game, yes or no. And that's what you go with. And I think that that will go a long way for the Royals in in staying competitive and getting competitive and sustaining it. Coming up, we'll talk about some moves that the Royals can make this year to start their transition into hopefully catching the Chiefs and having Kansas City riding an all-time high of having both teams at a very high level as we continue to talk about this pipe dream. We're back on the Lockdown Royals podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to discuss with you the Royals and Chiefs trying to get on the same page. Make sure you're checking out Lockdown Prospects every day. They're talking about prospects. Check out Lockdown Chiefs, congratulating the Chiefs on the Super Bowl win. And check us out. Talking about the Royals baseball. So the moves that they can make this year. To me, the moves are not going to be necessarily outside moves. They're not necessarily going to be like outside, like like looking at the trade market. Well, it sounds boring. And it sounds like, well, why haven't the Royals been doing this already? They haven't been. So they, they've got to. Again, that comes with a clean slate territory. To me, you roll the ball out there this year. And you let the young kids play. And you let them go on incredible hot streaks and also incredible cold streaks. But you let the kids play. You let the young pitchers pitch. Okay? And, and, and you know, hopefully they all have a Brady Singer turnaround like he has uh, since June 1st. But in, in all likelihood, none of them will. But you have to at least give them the opportunity to. That way you know how to move forward and how to proceed. So, to me this year, it's about getting bulk starts for Brady Singer, for Daniel Lynch, for Chris Bubich, for Jackson Kowar. It's about getting opportunities for Nick Prado, Mike Massey, Nate Eaton, Vinny Pascantino. It's about getting opportunities for Kyle Isbell, for Bobby Witt Jr., MJ Melendez. It's about just letting this young core decide where they're at. Because by the season's end, like whenever we wrap things up in October... Or, or September, whatever it is, by season's end, you have to know, is this survivable? Is this salvageable? Or or do we need to trust for a total teardown? I don't think you can answer that yet. Because I do think that a new skipper, a new pitching coach, a new front office philosophy, I think that all of that, 
will factor in. I think that all of that will factor in to the chance of, say, Daniel Lynch becoming this year's Brady Singer. So you've got to give them the chance to develop and give them that chance to grow. So that's all very exciting stuff. And by the season's end, you need to know, are we going to piece together this core and supplement it with talent? Whether that's via, you know, veterans on the free agent market, whether that's via trades that you cash in some of these prospects um, that you have down, down on the farm to bolster the, your big league club a little bit. No matter what that is, you have to know if you're able to do that. And let's say that you know, this season goes worst case scenario. And the worst case scenario is only Brady Singer is a good pitcher of that whole 2018 class. He's the only one that continues to look good. And you know, none of the hitters really, really pop besides, you know, Melendez and Witt and, and Vinny. And you just have to go total tear down, rebuild tanking again. Even in that case scenario, I still feel more confident in this regime getting that opportunity than the last one. So either way you slice it, I think that this team will eventually catch up to the Chiefs and will eventually, right, will eventually become a team that can be a perennial playoff team despite their market size and that can can appease both sides of the parking lot for however long that Kansas City is still sharing a parking lot between the Chiefs and the Royals. We'll talk more about surviving versus tearing it all down in terms of the rebuild, and we'll talk about the World Baseball Classic. We'll talk about um, a lot of fun stuff all coming up on the Lockdown Rose podcast, so make sure you subscribe. Until the next show, be good, and be good to one another.